0: Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, the podcast for all things coaching, leadership, people and culture with me, Laura Royal of DNA Coach. In today's episode, I will be discussing the importance of creating a culture of psychological safety for success in your workplace, which is part one of a two-part series on the very topic. So let's assemble. You heard me mention a moment ago some of the benefits of having a psychologically safe workplace and ultimately what this brings is an increase in An employee engagement, how wonderful does it feel when you are truly part of an organisation where you feel included, you feel that strong sense of connection, that strong sense of belonging. We spend an extraordinary amount of time in our workplaces. Now, we might not necessarily be travelling to a workplace location like an office or a factory or wherever it is that you will Recognize as head office, for example. You might be working from the comfort of your home, your home office. You might even be working on a remote basis. You might be working on a geographical basis, whatever that looks like for you. Every single person needs to be working in a culture that is psychologically safe. It breeds success. People are engaged. And this is when we have that feeling people feel safe to express themselves, share their opinions and ideas and, you know, even make mistakes without that fear of retribution. What a nice space to be in if you can be in an organisation where if you do admit to a colleague or a leader or a manager that you're stuck or you need help or you've made a mistake or there's something you don't know. I mean, those are quite vulnerable statements to make. You know, saying to someone out loud, I've made a mistake or I don't know that, I don't know something, I need help. That should be met with support rather than belittlement or excuse, exclusion. So let's think about how we breed that culture of psychological safety because more people are likely to be fully engaged in their work They're more committed to our job. You're more productive, let's be honest, and more likely to stay with an employer who values you, your contribution, your worth, and everything about you that you bring to the the role, to the organisation, to the team's success. Now, I mentioned earlier as well, another benefit of a psychologically safe workplace is in the increased opportunity for creativity and innovation. Now, when employees, team members, feel safe to take risks and try new things, they're more likely to come up with some new and innovative ideas that can help the organisation succeed. Now, such a workplace encourages collaboration or it should be encouraging collaboration. And as uh, company employees or colleagues or team members, we should be in that safe space where we can collectively work together, share those ideas and those perspectives without any worry about how that might sound or how it's viewed. Having a psychologically safe workplace is essential as well for our own well-being, our own mental health, because when we feel safe, we feel respected, we feel supported and we feel valued, we're less likely to experience any unnecessary stress, anxiety or burnout. And on the flip side of that, when we feel unsupported, we're probably more likely to experience mental health problems that can lead to absenteeism, sometimes presenteeism and reduced productivity. Now, I don't know about you. Those are the complete opposites of what I want to experience in the world of workplaces. Ask yourself how that looks in your organisation today. Is your organisation one that's led or ruled or governed by fear, by blame? Or is it one that's led by curiosity about who each person is and what you bring uniquely to the role? I know the one, again, that I'd want to be part of. People often say to me, well, Laura, isn't psychological safety just the latest buzzword or phrase or the latest business speak that's came out of the pandemic? No, not at all. In fact, it's been around for decades. You heard me mention earlier on that I have that deep-rooted connection with psychological safety that I recognised many years ago and it's firmly rooted in my personal values, the values that I have about being included. I want to be part of things. It's also rooted in my value about security, which has that strong sense of connection and belonging, that safe place that you call home perhaps, or that you call your workplace. You want to be working alongside people that have your back, that you trust in them and they trust in you. And I was talking about this concept right back to the late 90s when I started out in my professional working career into the early noughties, on how people not only had their contract of employment, you know, your terms and conditions, your role profile, but you had a psychological contract in place. Those were the unwritten expectations that we as human beings have about how we should be treated in the workplace, that we're treated fairly, equitably, that we're treated as an individual, as a human being. We are treated not as a number or a bum on seat. And we can track this concept of psychological safety right back to the early 1940s. In fact, 1943, with the work of Abraham Maslow and the hierarchy of needs, checking in on that sense of belongingness, right through the 40s, 50s and 60s and all different iterations of work up until 1965 and the work of Edgar Schein and Warren Bennis, where they documented the first iteration of the concept using the phrase psychological safety. That's then been largely popularised or gained further traction and become more prevalent in recent decades eh, from the work from the late 90s of Amy Edmondson and William Kahn, looking at how psychological safety in the workplace drives performance, and right through to the work of eh, Dr Timothy Clark in 2020, and the four stages of psychological safety. Now let me share a little bit about the work of Amy Edmondson and Timothy Clark with you in the next segments. You heard me mention Amy Edmondson. Amy Edmondson is a Harvard Business School professor and a leading researcher in the field of organisational behaviour, best known for her work on psychological safety, which is the belief that one will not be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns or mistakes. Right at the start of the episode today I said I would share with you a couple of definitions and that's one that I find to be really powerful where we can speak up with those ideas, questions, concerns or mistakes without that worry that we're going to be punished or humiliated in some sort of way. Edmondson's research has shown that teams with high levels of psychological safety are more innovative. We perform better with higher levels of employee engagement and satisfaction. Amy has also shown that psychological safety is critical for team learning and development, and it can be a key factor in organisational resilience and adaptability. Amy Edmondson has also identified three key elements of psychological safety, one being a framework, which is the shared understanding of the team's goals and expectations. Secondly, permission, which is the belief that it is safe to speak up and ask questions. And then thirdly, support, which is the belief that the team will respond constructively to anyone's contributions. Amy Edmondson also has emphasised in her work around the importance of leadership in creating and maintaining psychological safety with leaders who model openness, curiosity and humility can create an environment where employees, team members feel absolutely free to speak up and take some risks along the way. Overall, Amy Edmondson's work has contributed greatly to our understanding of psychological safety and its importance for team and organisational success. What I love about Amy's work, um, she is the author of many books, Teaming, um, for, for one, is a fabulous read and I would thoroughly recommend that. Amy has a number of guest interviews on podcasts, a few TED Talks as well, thoroughly recommend but what I really love about Amy's work is all about the role modeling behaviour of the leader. And that is very much echoed in the work of Timothy Clark, who I'm delighted to share a little bit with you on right in the next segment. Now, the work of Timothy Clark is of particular importance and note to me, as I am very proud to say that I was in the very first global cohort to become a licensed practitioner on the four stages of psychological safety, working directly with Timothy Clark, which has been an absolute pleasure. So, Timothy... Clark is an organisational psychologist and the author of the book, The Four Stages of Psychological Safety. Timothy's work builds on the concept of psychological safety, really emphasising the importance of a systematic approach to creating and maintaining that culture of psychological safety. That systematic approach being his model, including the four stages of psychological safety, where we first and foremost feel included which is our inclusion safety. Secondly, safe to learn, learner safety. Third, safe to contribute or contributor safety. And fourth, we are safe to challenge, which is challenger safety. Inclusion safety in Timothy's world and certainly one I absolutely buy into is where we involve ourselves deeply in creating that culture, that sense of belonging and acceptance for every single team member, regardless of who you are. You are accepted on the sole principle that you are a human being. We have learner safety as stage two. This involves creating that culture of continuous learning and growth where we can ask questions, we can make mistakes, all part of the learning journey. Contributor safety is the third stage, which involves empowering team members to contribute their unique skills and perspectives. And then fourth, challenger safety involves creating that culture where individuals feel safe to challenge assumptions and also take risks. What I really enjoy about Timothy's work is, um, Timothy emphasises the importance again of leadership in creating and maintaining psychological safety and equally identifies four leadership behaviours that are critical for building that culture of psychological safety. One, being present. Secondly, be personal. Be proactive and then be prepared. Overall, for me, Timothy's work provides that really helpfully practical framework with four key stages that helps individuals, teams, organisations to truly build and sustain that culture of psychological safety, again with that focus on leadership behaviours and that systematic approach to creating safety at all stages of the team's development. Creating a psychologically safe workplace requires leaders, to take several steps and we're talking about leaders first and foremost as you as a leader or manager in your workplace have a unique position to role model some fantastic behaviours which will then be influenced across the people that you work alongside. What I love about Timothy Clark's work is he often uh, uh, recognises that the closest possible synonym that we have to the word leadership is all about influence and that is exactly what we do. We have the opportunity as good human beings to influence the people around us every single day. And if we want to do that well in the world of workplaces, it's about how we positively influence through our role modelling behaviours. So we can take several steps as leaders. First of all, we need to ensure that our team members, every single person is treated with respect, treated with dignity. We must also ensure that we give people the right tools and resources they need in order to do their jobs well. And we must encourage that channel of open communication and feedback all of the time, not just one offs or when we do town halls or when we do presentations, creating that continuous communication culture and that culture underpinned by trust where people know that they are safe to speak up and share their opinions. Now we will revisit the subject of psychological safety and the barriers to it in future episodes but for now here are some key steps that leaders can take in organisations to truly build that culture of psychological safety and then following that I'll share some key questions for you to consider overall. Okay, behaviors that we can foster that will help each and every one of us increase that culture of psychological safety in the workplace. Firstly, it's about encouraging open communication. Create that environment where people feel comfortable speaking up. They feel comfortable sharing their ideas, opinions, and concerns. And that might involve us asking people, letting them know that they have permission to speak up and speak freely, that their voice is welcomed. We want it to be shared. We want to Hear it. Secondly, it's about leading by example. Might sound like an old cliche, but it's so true. Role model the behaviours that we want to see in others, such as being open, honest, respectful, transparent. Build that trust from the outside in and the inside out. Create that culture of trust by being transparent keeping our promises and of course showing our own vulnerabilities we are fallible human beings we will have made mistakes in our past we will make mistakes in our future sharing those and sharing our learning experience from that truly helps build trust then providing feedback having a culture of continuous feedback helpful feedback that is balanced Uh, and feedback that's specific, it's actionable, it's future focused on growth behaviours rather than personalities or things that haven't worked well so far. In a future episode, we're going to dive right into growth mindset and future focused feedback as well. So think about how that fits for you. We shouldn't be in that culture where we only share feedback when shit hits the fan, okay? Let's be blunt and honest about that. Then we should be promoting collaboration, encourage collaboration amongst team members by creating cross-functional teams where we can hold those opportunities for sessions where we just air what we think. We give that creative space for thought, for interaction, where nothing's off the table, when the mindset is we're putting on the table because there's an opportunity for betterment, betterment of our people, betterment of the organisation or the processes in which we work in. How do we encourage people to work well together, get them involved in projects, get people involved with networks and groups that they wouldn't normally be involved with, work in that cross collaborative functional way recognizing people recognizing their effort their value and their achievements is hugely beneficial in creating that culture of psychological safety we should recognize the value that people bring the everyday effort as well as the successes along the way no matter how small these things might be these are the pieces of recognition that thank you for effort put in for success gained achievement you know whatever that might look like is huge in building your colleagues confidence and motivation and continue to encourage that growth and development encourage your colleagues your team members yourselves by booking in opportunities for learning provide training provide mentoring provide opportunities for people to advance their career the caveat here is not everyone will want to continue moving up a career ladder some people that you work with have already met their career ambition. However, they might still want to personally and professionally continue to develop their skill set and that shouldn't be ignored. Foster diversity and inclusion. This is where we should be fostering that culture by valuing different people, different perspectives, difference is what makes this world go around. Create that environment where every single person, regardless of who you are, where you live, who you love, what you look like, how you sound, where you were educated, all of that stuff is unique to you. Value people, When in all of those spaces, respect them for who they are as a key human being working in your organization. Managing conflict effectively. We have a great opportunity to respond to conflict. There might be occasions in your organization where somebody says or poses an idea or a suggestion and another person doesn't agree rather than getting into unhelpful conflict where people are vying for a position. Wouldn't it be lovely if we could respond and say, hmm, your viewpoint's different from mine. I've got an alternative idea or a different one because that's what that is. It's different. Doesn't mean any one is better than the other. And then let's agree a space. So you've shared yours. Let me now share what I think. And then why don't we commit to a little bit of time afterwards to agree a way forward? What we're doing in that sweet spot is not necessarily agreeing with the person's comment or feedback or idea or suggestion, but we're going to agree a professional way to move forward. That's how you manage conflict effectively. Encourage that open dialogue. Actively listen. Find that common ground. That common ground being we're going to agree how we work with this, how we move forward. And lastly, promote balance in a person's activity, balance for a person's work life as well. We as leaders should be encouraging that healthy workplace um, and encouraging that work-life balance, promote flexible work arrangements, provide support for employee well-being, recognise the importance of each individual's mental health. How are you going to do that and how will you start this or continue this from today? Okay, here are some questions for you to individually consider and assess on perhaps whether your team or organisation has a culture of psychological safety present already. There's never been a more important time than now to focus on the well-being of your people and the success of your business. And I want you, your people and your business to thrive during these continued changing times. And that starts with you today. It's your responsibility as a great leader, colleague and a human being to look after the safety and well-being of every single person you come into contact with in your workplace. And here are a few questions to get you started on this journey. I want you to reflect on these questions before you dive right in, Okay, with your answers. So if you were asking yourself today, how would you describe your workplace culture? What would that look like? Be honest what will you do today to shape and foster that culture of psychological safety built on trust and a team mindset one where your people are happy and they can truly show up as themselves without any fear to their self image it's who they are and just you know what they bring to the organization how well are you accommodating and supporting a culture where people can be more human at work as well Now, the culture of having a solid team mindset for safety and success where you and your team and your business thrive is one that every single person should be able to see, hear and feel every single day and one that's acted on as a priority for that truly people centred culture and organisation. Now, at DNA Coach, we know that psychological safety plays an important role in well-being and therefore it is important that our workplace environments allow that safe place for us to be able to manage change, able to manage uncertainty, speak freely, have that effective voice that we're all included and there is a culture of team cohesion and team spirit while meeting our innate human needs to learn, grow and thrive. So some additional check-in questions for you to consider in your team today. Why is psychological safety so important? What difference does it make in your team? What have you noticed in your teams already? How do you know if people in your organisation feel psychologically safe today? How are you measuring psychological safety in your team? What are the steps that you'll take to make sure that you have a culture where everyone is freely able to ask for help? and that that help is met with support? What behaviors do you see that reflect psychological safety? and what behaviors may signal that psychological safety is lacking in your business? What might help you and your team, your colleagues, your business, to cultivate psychological safety? And what are the specific benefits for you and your organization that might arise when psychological safety exists? Now I mentioned at the start of today's episode that we are going to have a two-part to this particular topic and I guarantee the two parts won't be the last time you ever hear me talk about cultures of psychological safety for sure. But I wanted to share this um, intro to uh, you today so that you have that firm grounding of what psychological safety is, what it can be and what it can provide your organisation. Now, at DNA Coach, we provide a full programme of learning on creating a culture of psychological safety, covering more in detail on the four stages of psychological safety, as well as our very own behavioural framework where your team members can thrive with a team mindset. There's so much that we can support your organisation with on this, so if psychological safety is lacking or there's um, poor engagement in your organisation or a continued revolving door of staff, then please get in touch with me today and I'll be more than happy to complete a short diagnostic with you and offer some suggestions on what you can do to improve that culture, but ultimately it starts with you and your leadership team. It starts with you and your leadership behaviours and how you operate on a day-to-day basis. In next week's episode, I will share with you the Thrive Behavioural Framework and the flexibility of how this can be adopted and adapted into your business. So please be sure to tune in next week and there'll be a toolkit that covers both episodes for you then. In the meantime, however, If you do want to take a short quiz to assess whether psychological safety is present in your organisation or not, then please visit www.dnacoach.co.uk slash thrive quiz. Don't forget to fill in your details and that will give you the response of whether or not psychological safety is currently showing and on display in your organisation. Remember, this is a culture. We should be able to see it, feel it, hear it, know it, all of those things, all of our senses should be able to experience that culture of psychological safety. Also, don't forget to sign up for podcast alerts. Head on over to dnacoach.co.uk slash podcast. Get yourself on the subscriber list and that means you'll never miss an episode. And of course, you'll get all of those lovely extra downloadable toolkits that you can start using immediately from a self-assessment reflection perspective and also practical things that you can implement from today in your workplace. Please don't just think to yourself, okay, I've had a nice day today listening to this wonderful podcast. Of course, you'll think that, yes but also what can I do today? What can I change? What can I shape? What can I influence? I do hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I can't wait to share with you next week the Thrive Framework. So until then, have a fantastic week. Head on over. In the meantime, to dnacoach.co.uk slash Thrive Quiz, complete that psychological safety survey and I'll look forward to sharing more with you from next week. Take care everyone and bye-bye for now.